Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. God bless you today and welcome. Thank you for joining me as we look into God's Word and discuss a passage and see what we might glean from His Word as the Holy Spirit might speak to us today through this passage. So I'd like to begin today by reading a short passage from Zephaniah chapter 3. Zephaniah is one of the minor prophets, not minor because he's of less importance, but minor because he has a small book and a few words to say, only three chapters. I want us to look today at chapter 3, and I want to begin the reading in verse 14. Zephaniah chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout, O Israel, be glad and rejoice with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear, Zion. Let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I want to speak today about songs. In Zephaniah chapter 3, this is a prophetic passage about the last days when God will pour out his wrath and his jealousy over Israel and when it will actually usher in Jesus' second coming as he comes to save the remnant of Israel defeat his enemies, and establish his everlasting kingdom in Jerusalem in the land of Israel. He tells us here more about the millennial kingdom and some pertinent details to add to or confirm other prophetic words such as those spoken by Isaiah, Ezekiel, and other prophets. He will be exalted in that day, and these will literally be fulfilled as he physically comes to dwell in Jerusalem for his millennial reign in the messianic age, his 1,000-year reign, as prophesied and told plainly to us in the book of Revelation chapter 20. But in these passages that we read today, I was really just drawn this morning as I woke up and began to think about the Lord and his word. And I was just amazed and blown away by his songs, his delight, his singing. As a matter of fact, several years ago, I remember this was before I understood much about the Jewish understanding of the scriptures and, and how to understand the New Testament in light of the Jewish customs and so forth of that day. But I never will forget, I remember way back reading about Jesus singing a hymn after the Passover Seder that they had, the Last Supper. And of course, now I understand that hymn would have been Psalm 115 through 118, the Hallel Psalms that they would sing at the end of the Passover Seder. And I understand that now. But it just, it amazed me even then. And I remember thinking, can you imagine when Jesus sang what it was like? 
How sweet, how beautiful his voice, how precious and tender his words. I just began to think about that, and I ended up sharing it with our worship leader at the time at our church that we were attending at that time. And he ended up coining a song from that, some lyrics, a very beautiful song. I don't know if he's ever recorded it publicly or not, but he has sung it locally in churches at times. And it was just such a sweet thought to even imagine Jesus singing. It's even more special when you imagine Jesus singing Psalm 115 through 118 at the end of his final Passover Seder with his disciples as he heads to Gethsemane. That's a beautiful passage and a beautiful thought and revelation to understand from the scriptures. But today I really wanted to focus on Zephaniah 3, 14 through 17. God has already promised here the rescue of Israel has, as he defeats his enemies. He's also promised here how he's going to save Israel and dwell with them. And in response to God's faithfulness in that coming day, he gives certain details and, and a few instructions here for us. First of all, he tells us that the people of God are to rejoice with all their heart. That means intentionally, earnestly, sincerely. And there's a basis for why they can do that. God at this point will have cast away their judgments. He will have dealt with their sin, forgiven them, and removed their condemnation, their judicial sentence of guilty. He will have delivered them from their enemies by rescuing them and defeating their enemies. Jesus will now be living with them in Jerusalem, physically on this planet in earth. They will have disaster no more. They won't be having to live in fear. Nowadays, the Jews live in fear every day. They never know when they're going to hear sirens and have to hit bomb shelters. There is no true peace in the land for them now, but there will be then. They will see disaster no more. They will now be strengthened, not afraid, not living in fear and not weak. Jesus is going to physically dwell with them. He is the mighty God. He is the Savior. He is the Lord, the King of Jerusalem, the King of Israel. And he will be living here in Jerusalem, Israel in that coming day here on this planet. But notice his joy expressed over his people. It says here he will rejoice with gladness. He's going to be bright, cheerful, smiling, grinning, laughing in joy, delighting, having glee and exulting in his people, deep and sincere joy bubbling out in expression as he dwells with his people here on this earth in that day. Notice his love in action also. He will quiet us and quiet them with his love. His love will surround them like a blanket that will bless them so much they will be speechless with awe and thankfulness. His love will silence fears, worries, dreads, and bring them to sincere rest. Jesus spoke about that in Matthew chapter 11, 
verse 28 through 30, I believe it is, where he talked about those who are weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. His love quiets his people. Hallelujah, like a blanket of blessing, like a blanket of peace around us. And it silences the fears and the worries and the dreads that would try to raise up their ugly voices. And he will rejoice over us with singing. Rejoice, that word is interesting because it's talking about to spin around. A revolution of, of joy, in other words, spinning around in a spin dance with singing, with proclamation, with even shouts of joy. Imagine Jesus' songs on that day. Imagine Jesus' songs now. The Bible tells us he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that these things are true of, of his relationship to his people even now. The Bible says that he will surround us with songs of deliverance. Can you imagine Jesus singing over us even now and that he has so much joy over and with us, his people? He will remember us and he sings and rejoices with us and he will surround us with various types of songs as needed, I believe. Songs of deliverance when we need those. Hallelujah. Songs of joy. What a mind-blowing thought that Jesus himself will be so excited. What a mind-blowing thought that Jesus himself is so excited to be with us and to have us with him that he sings over us. And in that day, when we see him face to face, when we are with him, when he is here among us, even perhaps we'll be twirling around or in some way in a spin dance with him, some type of circular dance resulting from the great joy bubbling out of him and out of us. Oh, how he loves us, beloved friend. We cannot imagine, we cannot fathom how he loves us. How precious that thought. How awe-inspiring that thought. And our response is to sing to him in praise and in worship. I believe it's the least that we can do. To honor him with our lives. To honor him with our voices. To honor him with our worship. I want to close today's message by reading two passages. One is found in Psalm 29, verse 1 and 2, and it says this, Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Sing to him, ascribe, give to him. It doesn't mean that we can give God glory in the sense that we have it within ourselves to give him. What it means is to ascribe it to him, to attribute it to him, to recognize and honor him, recognizing the weightiness, the value, the honor and esteem, the glory due his name, warranted and merited by his name, his name representing his nature, his essence, and his character. 
Oh, he is due all the glory. And we have the privilege in response to all he's done for us, to all he's doing for us, and to even the, the things that blow our minds that we can't even imagine or fathom in depth about his joy for us. We have the honor and the privilege. It's the least we can do to ascribe it back to him, to attribute to him the weightiness, the value, the glory that is due to him because he is that good. The last scripture I want us to read is similar and it's found in Psalm 96. And in Psalm 96, I want to read verses 7 through 10. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. That was through verse 10. So beloved friend, here again, for a second witness, we are told here to give or ascribe, attribute, recognize and honor the Lord with the glory, the weightiness and the value that is due his name. He has warranted it. He has earned it. It is his just due because he's that good to us. Think about the Lord singing over us today out of love and joy as his people, delighted that he has us in his family, delighted that we have relationship with him and he has relationship with us. How beautiful is that? How precious. So let us return it back to him in praise and in honor and in worship, esteeming him worthy of it. So let's do it today and every other day that God gives us in this life. And I believe, beloved friend, in that day, we'll be doing it forever as well, worshiping with him, rejoicing in thanksgiving and honor to him. Let's do it. Let's praise him and recognize his great love for us that quiets us and rejoices even in singing over us. And let's return it back to him today and every day. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of various messages brought through Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.